So the uh, uh, central theme I'd like to keep referring to is the sense of uh, alignment, you know, We might say balance, coming to alignment and balance. So it's a mixture of the effort that takes to just get everything set up in a kind of straight, balanced way. And then, then there's the sense of relaxing because when things are balanced, you just need less and less effort to maintain that. You just keep making the balance is correct, is proper, so you feel more losing weight, losing tension, losing pressure losing stress. So if you use that as a physical analogy, then the alignment of the body is such that it requires just the kind of effort to, to maintain uh, that balance. So your back is upright, spine and bones are stacked on top of each other, the head is above the pelvis. So not muscles aren't needed to keep holding you up or you know, then they get constrictions and tension. So you want to find a way of sitting whereby your body is, is balanced upright. If it's, if it's kind of closed, that is, it's hunched over, that, that must restrict the energy in your body, so you get a dulling effect. The two are, are pretty much in tandem. You can recognize when the body starts to crumple, the mind goes dull. When the mind goes dull, the body starts to crumple. It's just, <coughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's very apparent. But of course you do need to keep checking because when the mind goes dull then we don't notice that the body is gone you know, because the mind is dull. <laughs> so you've also got to get the <coughs> quality of attention to be upright. <coughs> so you have the body sense of upright upright attention. Means your attention is actually alive. Um, it scans. The, fun- the function of attention is to scan. It's just to keep checking in, scanning, noticing. It's that which can think. Um, people, you know, tend to be allergic to thinking because it goes into conceptual proliferation, and speculation, and endless spools of thought. But the capacity to think is essentially the capacity to sustain attention and get a readout. Uh huh. That's good. That's bad. That's painful. That's right. That's you know. It's just that. They don't have to proliferate. It's just the statement. The point of that is it has, it's just, it's got no opinion, you know, it's not, it's not an effective sense, it's not an emotive sense, it's, not a, it's just the statement. Not good, bad, it's just the statement, you know, it's this long, it's this big. So in a way you've got to get that straightened out, so it's not just um, going into the imbalance of thought, is when the thought takes over and starts speculating, it's, it just come top heavy, head heavy. Mm. So that what's called vitaka vichara in meditation is just the ability to point attention and get a readout. So how is your how is your how is your in your face? How is it in your hands? How is it in your in your spine? You know, can you be with your whole body as it were? You know, just checking that. So just doing that, bringing those two together You've got a, a workable basis, you can just keep scanning the body, you know, getting readouts from it. 
do it slowly, it's not a frantic thing, you can do it simply, it doesn't have to be refined, but just some sense of connecting. Uh, so that those two come into alignment. The third, which is also of paramount importance, and it's difficult probably to say which is the most important, this may in a way be the most important of <laughs> the lot, is the, is the heart, or chitta, yeah. which is the uh, place where our impulses arise from. This is where the karma is stored. This is where the vipaka, the old karma, is stored. This is the place of memory, interpretation, feeling something. Yeah, it can be a direct, obvious feeling like pleasure, pain. Most of it's a mingled feeling like feeling uh, restricted or feeling oppressed or feeling spacey or feeling giddy or then or more complex feeling like feeling unwanted or feeling um, you know um, negative so you get all kinds of mood tones going with it some of these are historical you might say you know you, one comes back to one's old stuff in the heart here am I feeling um, depressed again or anxious again or or craving again or rerunning the narratives of life, you know, rerunning my script again. That's that's chitta. Of course it also has the 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 benevolence, you know, our our aspiration, our sense of eagerness and uh, uh, patience and determination, courage, faith, generosity, loving kindness. It has a huge array of positive qualities, so you know, the, the simple message is that you uplift that which is bright in the heart and you let go of that which is negative in the heart you know that's the simple story of course <laughs> it uh, takes a little bit of doing setting the, but at least you set up that alignment set up the upright heart so which sometimes is, is quite you know con- uh, very uh, deliberate thing you know, actually consider things that you feel positive about you feel grateful for consider the sense of uh, compassion for the suffering of yourself and others consider the goodness of yourself and others mm-hmm. so it's deliberate intention to bring to the heart supportive meanings attitudes mm. so you have this effective responsive system and if you take responsibility for that so when it starts coming up with the the defeatist responses or the things you've got to get somewhere and make something and get on with it those kind of reflexes you check wait a minute what's happening and the sense of alignment means you, you begin to train yourself to acknowledge these moods of the heart, which are the most significant aspect of what we deal with, just to what's happening in terms of the body and in terms of one's attention. That is, can, you, can we attend, can we actually consciously name to ourselves? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So if naming it means rather than uh, blaming, 
the world, everybody, the past, or fearing the future, and so forth. Which means instead of naming it, we've, we've spun it out. And it's become, it sprays out, and it, it covers the world around us. We might you know, the, notice instead that the feeling of apprehension, you know, how long is this going to go on for, yada, yada, yada. And uh, they notice the sense of apprehension or, um, you know, whatever, whatever the real mood is. You know, the, the sense of, you know, well, it was a little bit delicate, you know, right now. Um, a bit unsettled right now. So naming is just coming back to the heart sense beneath the the ways in which we perceive the world, the topics of our thoughts. Just keep coming back to the heart sense of those. And it doesn't even have to. When I say name, it doesn't have to be that clearly named. In you know, as uh, uh, in an analytical way. Uh, You know, I've got problems with. forms or authorities or rules or routines, just naming it like feeling of uh, irritation, just very simple naming, or feeling of uh, oppressed, or feeling of restricted, or feeling of slightly tensed, you know, or feeling pressurized or pushed, and that they're just kind of really very, very small bit, you know, you know with no, without story to it. Because it's in the stories that are where we rerun the narratives of our life. And the aim is to get to the end of the story. We get to the end of the story by really getting to the beginning of it. You know, that, that mood flush, that, that tingle. Mm-hmm. And then how is that, say, when we're... How is that feeling in the body? Do you feel something you're closing down or tightening up? In fact, find ourselves losing the body altogether or just feeling very much just up in the head. So you keep checking the whole body sense. It it can be quite subtle. So this is just to a note there on that as a means of practice. Um, most of all, probably most of us just need to spend some time actually, you know, getting enough of a foundation of the upright body, the upright heart, clear attention, before um, you know things can we could, things will get more refined. Fundamental heart sense to keep returning to is the is quality of. Um, health, well-being, benevolence, non-pressure, support, at ease.
And if you consider the way that this is always talked about in terms of the Brahma Vihara, it's it's a holistic experience. That is, it's to others as to myself. Mm. So it's a sense in which it's not purely internal. It's, it goes both ways, to others as to myself. You know. So we, if you like, we cross the boundary of self and others. Self-consciousness and otherness. What do other people see me as or feel me as? Mm. Is that benevolent experience or is it nervous? Is it something I defend against, something I don't want to know about? What is assumed bad about? Mm. If I sit with 15 other people, do I feel slightly on guard? What's it, what, different from when I'm sitting on my own? Because somehow the very sense of other people, the energies means I feel a little bit def- def- needing to defend or screen off. So, which, hmm, you know, may have some truth in it, but is, is there negativity there or apprehension? And can we sit in a field, a domain that is free from that, free from defense, self-consciousness, nervousness, these subtle, low-grade qualities of, of ill will. Because they're subtle, we might not notice them, but if you sit in them for day in, day out, you, you, they have a, a chronic effect. And it's the, it's the low-grade stuff that often you, don't, you notice the blazing feelings of, of irritation or passion, one kind or another. But it's the, it's the subtle stuff that just goes on and on and on, that you almost get to live with it, that actually really eats into your whole way of, of behaving. When it was slightly contracted, slightly held back, slightly nervous, slightly out of alignment, not quite at ease. You get used to it. In fact, we almost feel we should be that way. Or someone expects us to be that way. Or, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's part of a kind of social pattern, isn't it? <clears throat> of course, in in um, normal social life, people wait, have ways of of getting through that pattern. You go and you shake hands with someone, you uh, touch them, you come up close to them, you muck around with them, you you know, you do things together and you kind of, it gets loosened up. But then when you're sitting alone, silent, not contact, then this uh, this membrane can start to close around of, uh, it's not, it's just a, uh, a kind of withdrawal. Mm. And, it, it, uh, and it has an effect. 
So it's not balanced. There's some weight there, some pressure there. And this isn't about anybody in particular, or it may be about somebody in particular, but, um, you know, there are generally stars in that show. <laughs> but it can be an overall uh, quality, general f- feeling of that. Just because of being in a group that you're not actually contacting, um, getting some positive or... Uh, feedback from or effective feedback from so this is definitely a, a little bit of of peace that one needs to make an effort to penetrate or dissolve what would it be like if you know there was a tremendous amount of well wishing like you just uh were had a trouble had an accident like if somebody had an accident everyone would rush around looking after them make sure everything's okay you know that's a sort of natural isn't it i think we'd all do that you know somebody like you know if if that kind of quality of willingness and uh, benevolence and care was around you right now well, you have to be all, but just there's a general feeling of it could be enjoyment, appreciation, gratitude. It's not necessarily a sense of concern, but it could be feeling of affirmation, enjoyment, gratitude, appreciation, contentment, friendliness. And it's kind of really getting the sense of that from the, you know, sometimes you can use the Buddha image as that is deliberately there as a, as a soft, smiling presence the intention that, that, that gives rise to that sense of being welcome, you know. So what would it be like if there was that very big, broad sense of being welcomed, um, being in something like that? So you bring that to mind. Uh, and bringing to mind, and then you, you keep kind of resounding that. What's that feel like? Does it feel like anything? And then you, then you try to sense, you know, the real, when the resonance really occurs, when you get a bodily sense of it, you suddenly realize your shoulders have dropped, and then you didn't know they were slightly hunched. Or that your chest has kind of opened up a bit, and you didn't realize it was, it was slightly withheld. Or your breath has become deeper. You didn't realize you were just slightly withheld in terms of the breathing. So when the, the resounding occurs, there is a, a sympathetic resonance in the body. As occurs when you see a dear friend, you know, you tend to light up. You, when you see someone who's menacing, exactly the opposite. When you're feeling blamed, there's a closing down. Mm. 
So this is a sense I, I think is very important to establish, to work with. And the resonance in the heart and the resonance, the sympathetic resonance in the body. Because probably if we think about it, you know, we quite easily say, yeah, everybody here's okay, I'm okay with everyone, no problems, people, generally good people, fine, that's it. But maybe, you know, you know that in your head, but you don't know that in your chest, or you don't know that in your back, or you don't know that in your throat, or you don't know that around your eyes, bits of you are still slightly, you know, withheld. So you work through the body, and what's it feel like around the edge of your skin? What does it feel like? The periphery of the body, that's, that's the sign. Because no matter what your head says, you know, <laughs> it's the feel of it that is the, is the important piece. Certainly, in terms of a retreat, this becomes um, uh, heightened because we are making an attempt to actually reduce contact, social contact, reduce those moments of interaction and, uh, you know, conviviality and heartfulness on a expressive verbal or dynamic level of how we move around you're actually saying well we're just going to stop check that and instead just see if you can um, uh, bring it up in your own in your own space just by working on the heart so that we're checking in whether there is this membrane or where that occurs. Mostly it's in groups where there's going to be, where there's just two of you, you can talk, be with each other, fine. 25 of you, you can't talk to 25 people. You can address them. You can't interact. So there's at least 24 people who you're not actually in contact with on one level. So, <laughs> you know, you've actually got to uh, make the heart more, you can't do it verbally anymore. So you've got to do it through the, the heart can. Mm. The quality of the heart is it suffuses, it, it pervades. It's a kind of suffusive, pervading experience radiant experience and rather than having uh, this what the retreat can do is you can get a, a formation of a kind of shell well it's actually not a formation it's a re-engagement of a shell we all, we all can produce shells when we're in alarm or stress or pressure, you know, the shell comes up. You know, people, it's just a normal function. 
And you can find this just gets happened because of being in this more non-interactive state. Mm. But in a, in a shell, there's not a lot of life and joy there. Which one is a skin? You know, so you can feel and sense things. How you, you, know, so you feel out what's actually happening at the edge of your skin. And bringing up the quality of heart and sending it into the space around you. May this be free from occlusion, oppression, tension, concern, worry. You know. So your own, you feel comfortable in your skin. And that really enables the, the mind and the heart to settle. As long as there isn't that sense of comfort, there'll always be a, a little nugget of insecurity and agitation. Like the story of the pea under the princess's mattress, you know. They put one mattress on it, and two mattresses on it, three mattresses, 20 mattresses. You can still feel the pea underneath. You actually got to take the mattresses off and take the work on that little pea of, of, of uh, apprehension, irritation. And then bringing it also within, so we can find ourselves sometimes kind of spread over the entire uh, monastery or the group with a sense of sensitivity to everything else. And we feel just uh, almost like there's no center anymore. So kindness to this coming inward, you know, settling everything settling, sharing, settling, sharing, settling to others as to myself. Moving into the most innermost core of the body of how we experience ourselves how we experience ourselves at the end of an out-breath or the end of an in-breath or the moment one opens one's eyes or the moment you close your eyes or the moment a thought comes up about the future or the past the the flutter of that how you experience yourself You know, the moments when the flutters or the reflexes occur, sense of loss occurs. You're just checking in with the the good, the simplicity of the body, the warmth of the body, the simple steadiness of the body, the ease of the breathing. And then 
um, extending and expanding that quality of ease, well-being to the moments, the edge moments when you get touched by something, something affects or there's a low energy or things stop or suddenly there's a moment of contact so you extend and expand smooth that quality of well-being non-harmfulness non-defense non-panic non-anxiety over the whole body-mind moments of getting it wrong, making a mistake, dropping a cup, forgetting something, you know, where the flutter occurs, or the, you know, those are the moments, particularly you catch it, before the narrative starts, before the damage starts. So it's an extension from this gross to the subtle, internal, external, uncramped, without measure. So we bring in alignment, is you noticing where the imbalances lie the pressures, the the reflexes, the sudden surges or the retractions and dullness and you realize that these three aspects uh, aspect of objective attention, aspect of response, effect, heartfulness the aspect of embodiment. You've got to get all three, you know, checking in with each other, lining up with each other, and they form a really uh, a base that's solid without being rigid. Uh, it's fluent and nourishing. This is the domain meditation.